Theorizing that Quantum Leap would hold up after 30 years, two friends set out to watch every episode and vanished. Oh boy. Sam's gonna solve a ghost mystery in a place with a dark history. That is what Sexy Corpse. Oh boy! Featuring Kristen and Leet. Yeah! Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Oh, oh boy, boy, it's, it's Kristen, Kristen and Leet. I'm Kristen. I'm Leet. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about the show? This is such a trap every time, you asshole. Okay, um, on this show, we discuss an episode of Quantum Leap that we have just watched. And we just watched episode 11 of Quantum Leap. Oh, I didn't say two. that, did I? Of Quantum Leap, starring Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell. Season 2, episode 10, 11. <laughs> A portrait. You're so afraid of me. I am. A portrait? For Troyan? Correct. Yeah. Which is a bullshit title because there is no portrait. Yeah. There's a painting. B- uh, that's the title of the book, though, that Julian was writing, right? Or something? Why, like... did he, why did he have his wife's name in the title of the book? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But it, it was in the episode. And there was also... A painting for Troyan, but it wasn't a portrait. No, it was a landscape. Oh, well, there was a landscape that she made, but then there was also, like, you know, an abstract piece. The lake, right? I think that's the same piece. Oh, is it? It was they kept adding elements to the por- to the painting. I see. In order to get her to jump in a lake. Spoilies. We're so much closer together this week, and I'm hoping you can't smell of coffee on my breath, but I, I assume that working at a coffee shop, you're probably okay with it. I'm pretty in- inured to it. Alright. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. So this is, uh, was a fun episode. Your prediction was that there was going to be ghosts. Is that what I said? What was my prediction? I don't remember. I think I said I hope that there's ghosts, but I know that there probably won't be. And if... we were both right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Troyan is a beautiful name that I didn't know existed. I think that's a lovely name. I'm assuming it's, like, sort of derivative of Troy, like Trojan. I'm not sure. That's something we can I just think it's a lovely name. Let's look up the name Troyan. If I ever have children, which I probably won't. There is an American actress named Troyan Belisario. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's probably their daughter. I would assume so. I saw a picture of her. This is very weird. Um, the character of Troy in this episode is played by Deborah Pratt. Who wrote, uh, who, who is a writer on the show and a co-producer, and she's married to Donald, Donald P. P. Belisario, so it makes sense that their daughter's named Troy and Belisario. So that's Belisario. like obsessed with this name. Did this, epi- this, she was born in 1985, so they mm-hmm. named the episode after their daughter. Aw, that's kind of, that's kind of sweet. Interesting. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I didn't look up anything else about the name, but here we are. Yeah, um... How does this episode begin? So. Wrong! This is why. This is, this is a 
fucking why? Um, okay, so it starts off, uh, first of all, we have a very long recap of the previous episode where he had to perform in Man of La Mancha. Um, and a lot of that, they do, do show, like, a good 15 seconds of, of him Scott singing. Bakula singing the title song. Yeah, as opposed to, like, they don't show anything about the actual conflict of the episode, like, <laughs> what like, he was there to do. Did it, you know Sam can sing? It's basically just admitting that that episode was there to just let Scott Bakula play uh, Cervantes. Yes, yeah, much like um, the, the one after the episode after... Um, Good Morning Peoria, where they just spent so much time on Chubby Checker in the recap. Yeah, because it's like, it becomes suddenly very clear what they loved, like, why they did that episode. In a way, it's like the equivalent of our our opening song to this podcast, where we just talk about, or we, we write lyrics to... Um, Quickly sum up our experience favorite of, thing, yeah. or least favorite thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Or anything that rhymed. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what? <laughs> that's that's not a um anyway this accurate is, thing. This is a funny um uh I love this transition from uh he's talking about how oh, oh you know when uh, when I'm leaping around in time I, I find I find it's rather like Man of La Mancha because blah 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 do 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 Leaping then, into different characters. And then yeah, he leaps into uh a graveyard and there's like thunder and lightning and he looks like a um, paranormal investigator, and then the voiceover goes, if this is glory, something tells me I'm in big trouble. If this is glory? If this is, because that's, um, that's one of the lyrics, is like, you know, oh, I'm, oh, I'm yeah, always, yeah. you know, uh, on To this, glory yeah, I yeah. go! Exactly, and then he says, if this is glory, something tells me I'm in big t- trouble, which is not... A sentence. A sensical <laughs> thought. No, it makes no sense. If this is glory... Then I'm in big trouble. What if this isn't glory? Are you still in big trouble? Also, what do you mean if this is glory? Like, you, this is the beginning of the episode, so you're not supposed to be glory yet. It just doesn't make glory. sense. Glory, make sense. glory comes later, after solve problem. <laughs> None of it makes sense. I'm gonna say that when I walk into like record in in your apartment, or like when you come over to my apartment, I'll just be like, well. If this is glory, I don't know. You'd be like, what do you mean, Kristen? Like, first of all, why would this be glory? We're at the beginning of an interaction. If, if this what, is glory, what are you defining glory as in this particular context is another aspect. Do you mean like the biblical sense, like heaven? Because that's scary. Do you mean like, ugh, stupid? It's stupid. <laughs> it's just words. It's word word diarrhea. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, they just definitely should have done a second draft of that. Oh, motorcycle time. It's a ghost quake. <laughs> there are a lot of ghost quakes in this episode, There's guys. so many ghost quakes. I <laughs> love it. I, mean, um, I just have to say, yeah. and you're gonna shame me so hard, probably, shame. but like, <laughs> I was so excited that he plays, he, he leaps into a parapsychologist because not long ago, I think I was defining a parapsychologist to you. I don't, I don't Wasn't recall Wasn't I this. talking about that the TV show haunted. where um, the parapsychologist exposed the psychic for being like a charlatan on the show? Doesn't ring a bell. Plus, oh. I also know what a parapsychologist is, so never you mind. wouldn't have been defining it for me. But no, tell me the story. It was probably Daniel. 
because Daniel makes fun of me for liking ghosty things and ghost TV shows. And I was trying to sell him on the TV show Most Haunted, um, which is silly for sure. And like, it's like a ghost hunting TV show. But for me, the most interesting thing is like on air. So the parapsychologist is really clever and interesting. And he had a suspicion that the psychic at the time was like, like faking them out, like getting information before coming mm -hmm. on site and like pretending he was being possessed by spirits that he just learned about beforehand. Yeah. Like, like cheating. Yeah. Oh, leave. Okay, whatever. Anyway, I, and, and it was all on, like, they caught it on the episode because he didn't tell anybody he was going to expose him. Like, so he fed false information to the crew, mm -hmm. which, of course, made its way to the psychic. Mm -hmm. And he, like, got him to be, quote, unquote, possessed by, like, a ghost that doesn't exist, whose name was, like, an anagram for, like... Fuck you, buddy. Essentially, yes. It was, like, Derek's a faker, but, yeah. like, he ch changed it around to... Yeah, it was really cool, I thought. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, that's what Sam's here to do, is he's here to debunk the existence of ghosts. Yeah. I was also going to say, today I just started reading a book by a parapsychologist and ghost hunter, so I don't know. I'm, just, I'm like, I'm in the zone for this. And Lee hates, <laughs> so hates me for it. No, I mean, not at all. I think it's... Disrespects me for <laughs> it, probably. I'm, I'm teasing you for it. I think that's, that's to be expected. <laughs> I mean, look, let's face it. If you're going to believe things that probably aren't true, then you're going to get teased. Anyway. <laughs> Did I hurt your feelings? <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. Um, so he's a parapsychologist and ghost hunter kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, which is confusing because the, 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 in the teaser um, of, in the previous episode, so Troyan who we, we now know is Troyan, like, stands in a grave wearing, like, a white Victorian-looking nightgown with a hood and, like, lightning strikes a, a on her face. A cape with a hood, like this. Uh, yeah. It's an overcoat that she's wearing. All right. So, but the point is she looks like a ghost, right? And that was, I think, what or the vampire. teaser... Yeah, or a vampire. Um, which is what I think the teaser wanted us to think, but then in this episode they immediately dispel that by having her talk to him and be like, do you hear that? It's Julian's voice. And I was like, oh, dang, she's not a ghost. Um, <laughs> made me kind of upset. But also I'm like, why does she dress like a ghost at most times? Like, yeah, it's most true. times this episode, the character of Troyanne is dressed like a damn ghost. This set, the episode is set in 1971, but all of the <laughs> costuming is like very Victorian. 19th century. Yeah. Well, it was very, very dark shadows. Um... Which was a, if you don't know, was a popular soap opera um, since, hang on, let me look it up. And uh, I, th I think this show, this episode was heavily inspired by Dark Shadows. And what were you going to say? I was just going to say, and Johnny Depp vehicle, but. Well, so quick history of Dark Shadows, which I love. Um, it was a soap opera for, let's see, when did it start? I'm not sure when it started. I think it was in the 60s at some point the soap opera started, but then there were several film spin-offs. like House of Dark Shadows was in 1970, so that kind of lines up in a way. Um, and then in 1991, I believe, they did a like remake that, that was maybe, I think, nine episodes long, which is one of my favorite things ever, and I want to do a podcast with you about. Um, and then there was the Johnny Depp vehicle later, which went back to the... 
soap opera days. And I think actually kind of captured the spirit kind of well, because Tim Burton's got kind of tacky later on in his, I mean, I guess he was like tackiness was kind of always part of his shtick in a way, but like he really dove into the soap opera tackiness. So anyway, that's, that's your dark shadows minute with Kristen, but this show seemed very heavily inspired by it. Um, this episode, like the house, the overall atmosphere, the outfits, like even the brother, like the conniving, well, I guess. Twice. The brother with the turtleneck and like he's kind of the hip one who seems a little bit out of place. Mm -hmm. That's like there is a brother in Dark Shadows who's kind of like that too. It's it's very um, similar. It's also kind of, um, I mean, I'm assuming Dark Shadows was probably inspired by the monsters on that. Um, because the monsters, it was like the uh, the dad was a Frankenstein, the mom was a Dracula, the um, son was a Wolfman, and then the daughter was just normal. Um, no, no, not that. Dark shadows, they're mostly normal. Like the family itself is normal, um, as far as I know. In the in the film remake. Johnny Depp, the daughter's a werewolf, but I don't know, if, I don't think that's canon because I haven't watched all of the old soap opera, but like a vampire who is like their ancestor comes into the scene and like ghosts come into the scene. Like it all mm -hmm. navigates around the family. But they're a weird, independent of that? I mean, they're like weird in that they're like rich. Well, they were rich. They live in this like beautiful old mansion, but like everything's kind of crumbling around them. Like I think they're they're old money that's dissipating. Mm -hmm. So um, these supernatural forces kind of play into that. I don't I don't know how to how to put it. Yeah, weird. It's real good. <laughs> um, the vampire is played by Jonathan Frid, who is actually I believe like a Sudbury or some or Hamilton kind of actor. So this episode, um, do you want? I mean. Maybe not beat by beat, because there's a lot of random shit uh, and scenes that don't really serve any purpose and things that seem like they're probably clues, but that aren't clues. But the overall arc of the show... You want to just, like, go through it first? Like, kind of, yeah, just... So, um, Sam is a parapsychologist who's been hired because Troyan um, is haunted by the ghost of her husband, Julian, who died three years ago mm -hmm. by drowning in a lake. And he was a horror writer, is that he right? He was like a gothic writer, and she was the she... illustrator for his books. Yeah, yeah. Um, he died because he was in a rowboat on their private lake, um, posing for a painting that she was painting for the cover of his next book, A Portrait for Troyan. Mm. And he fell in and drowned. And then ever since then... She's been hearing his voice, and weird things have been happening. And so she hires Sam, who is Dr. Tim Mintz, mm -hmm. to investigate the mystery. That's the overall... Conceit. Conceit, yes. Yeah. And uh, her brother's living in the house with her, yeah. and there's a housekeeper, Mrs. Stoltz. Mrs. Stoltz. Who's, um... Quite obviously a ghost. Yeah, very, how do, I, very how do I put it? She wears a Victorian dress with a big brooch. The only thing that's not really Victorian about her is her haircut. She has a very modern haircut. Bob, yeah. Yeah, like, so that didn't really scan for me, but that's fine. And she has an English accent, 
Um, Even though they keep saying like she's she's Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah. So I'm like, if anything, yeah, they say she's like, uh, yeah, uh, what's Mennonite. the word? Mennonite. So an English accent doesn't really line up with that. If anything, it should be like Dutch. Or just like very old fashioned American. American. Yeah. yeah. So she's basically Dwight Trude. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so ghosty. Yeah, like, she, <laughs> she, we basically commented that she's, like, Frau Brucher and Young Frankenstein. Especially she she shows up, um, the, was it her first appearance, or? She's holding she's a holding tray. She's holding a tray, and she says, your hot toddies are ready, and lightning goes off. It wasn't her first appearance, because right. I think she, like, came and said something else, but, and she came back with it, but, like, that was one of my favorite deliveries, because she's holding this tray with these delightful-looking beverages with little lemon wedges on them. And she says, your toddies are ready. I'm like, what a cute sentence to have be so menacing with these delightful, comforting, warm drinks. Um, So that's that's nice. Yeah. And yeah, her brother, uh, again, this is very Dark Shadows, who's kind of like, he's like the hip and cool one who seems on the on the beat with things, which is immediately suspicious in this household. Like, he's just very out of place. Um, and he's very overly affectionate with her, and I kind of clocked with yeah. his sister. I clocked it, and I was like, I always think sometimes when brothers and sisters are, like, constantly kissing each other's cheeks or, like, you know, like, that that close on screen, it always seems off to me. But then I'm like, maybe that's just my experience with my siblings. I mean, there's that, <laughs> but also I do think that because most most stories involving men and women are love stories i think we're we're pre-programmed to to see sex everywhere and i I, but i do think that it then for that reason it's it's incumbent on writers and actors to fight against that and be like if i say anything even remotely slightly uh that could in any way be interpreted as romantic like it it will read as as a love story no matter what. So, do you disagree? You're saying it that they should be mindful of that. They should be mindful of that yeah. just because, and also because most actors tend to be beautiful people, and you just see like you know two beautiful people kiss each other on the cheek, and you're like, oh, they fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, I just read a book, um, a really great book actually, and uh, at the beginning. They're like two brothers and a sister and they're described as being very, very affectionate towards each other. And I was like, oh, they're for sure fucking. And I like let it go. I was like, you know what, Kristen? (laughs) Like, maybe they're not. Maybe they just love each other and they're all they have in the world. But then like, (laughs) at the end it turned out they fucking. (laughs) So like, (laughs) I don't know. If you think they fucking, they probably fucking. Yeah. This is a weird, okay. Um... Uh, no, before, um, we, the brother seems to think that, uh, Sam is a quack and, and doesn't, like... I just have to say now I'm self-conscious that I was like, it was a wonderful book <laughs> with all these fucking brothers and sisters. No, no, it was good, uh, despite the incest. Things can be, like, like, good independent of incest. Whether or not this book had incest in it, it was a good book. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. Whatever. <laughs> uh, like, just, if I think that, 
Jamie and Cersei are good characters and that their relationship is is touching and interesting. It doesn't mean that I condone incest. Spoiler alert, God. We know they fucking from the first episode, my <laughs> friend. One episode one. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they fucking <laughs> I'm not even mentioning like <laughs> the big ending that we just experienced with them. Wait. Did you I'm, watch it? No. Oh. I'm like a season behind. Nothing. Well, watched... a big thing happened with them, yeah, they, is all they I'll they say. <laughs> sure. You know what? Fine. Is the book that you read, was it called Brothers Who Fuck? <laughs> no. Do you want to name it? No, I'm not going to name the book, because I gave away the ending. <laughs> I don't want to ruin that for people. Okay, so just anyone who's reading a book that begins with affectionate siblings, they fucking... <laughs> Well, you know what? Probably. Yeah. If it's... Yeah. Sorry, go on. Though. I was just going to say, like, uh, the brother um, doesn't want uh, Dr. Mintz around and, and keeps calling him a quack and saying, like, oh, you're you're, you're going to drive um, Troy in to the loony bin and, and other um, old-fashioned terms for medical uh, yeah. uh, institutions. But, um, so... Al shows up while the housekeeper, uh, Mrs. Stoltz, is still around and becomes convinced that she can see him. Which is weird for reasons we'll go into. Oh, yeah, yeah. That? The Troyan's convinced she can see him? Well, Al thinks that Mrs. Stoltz can see him. Oh, that Mrs. Stoltz can see him. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Can see Al. Yeah, can see Al. I understand. Um, um, Al thinks that Mrs. Stoltz can see... Al, which is weird because then a huge plot point of this show is that in certain circumstances, other characters can hear Al. But then I'm like, okay, so could she see him? Could she see him because she's a ghost? I think so. I think, I guess overall, this episode kind of tackles, again, the fact that some people can hear Al sometimes, more often women. Oh, uh, that was Much, that was, a, that was a different thing. That yeah, was low frequency, low frequency um, um, uh, audio. I guess I know that that's a different thing. Yeah, but every time that Al has been heard by someone, it has been woman. Well, it was Robert Torty this time. Or did he hear him though? Yeah. Because I think in the he big confrontation, yeah, just saw the thing moving, and then he threw the machine, and then he didn't hear him. Oh no, I think he was just. He, he could hear him and then was able to diagnose that that was coming from the machine and therefore destroyed the machine. That's how I interpreted it. Oh, I guess I... He also heard it, it even before remember when he was like, oh, so you can throw your voice, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was him hearing Al. Okay, I thought he was, like, watching the machine, but that that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay. Anyhow, yeah, some people can hear Al um, and Mrs. Stoltz who's a ghost, um, can also kind of run. Mrs. Goltz um, can kind of hear him, or can hear him. And see him. See him and hear uh, I guess see him. I don't, I, don't, I don't think she could hear him. Oh, God, I don't know. There, there was just, that, that one was just simply uh, one scene when Al first shows up that she kind of seems to glance in his direction. Right. And he says, I think she can see me. And then that never comes up again, which is very... Again, it seems like it should be a clue or somehow relevant, but it's mainly just Al, like, being freaked out. 
I guess I was just going to say that it kind of goes hand in hand with the idea that some people can see or hear ghosts, maybe. And ghosts can see and hear holograms. Well, yeah, because they're kind of saying at the beginning, like, the machine picked up Sam's lead. Yep. And the machine can pick up Al. And it can also pick up ghosts, like ghost voices. So I think we're sort of being told that, like, if you can sense ghosts, you can sense these time-traveling folks, and vice versa, like, ghosts can... They, they, they exist in a realm of paranormal altogether. You know I, what I mean? That's how I take it, yeah. is that they're, limp, they're lumped in with... Things that aren't really there. Yeah. Things that are immaterial, but let, still present. Let me ask you... Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. I liked it, too. Let me ask you a follow-up question. Yes? How come the machines didn't go crazy every time Mrs. Dulce was around? I don't okay I like ghosts very much but I don't like when we suddenly have this whole thing like she was a ghost the whole time because I'm like I, I don't know like and everybody saw her and just thought she was a and person. she was like interacting with she was like picking stuff up and carrying it around and like yeah she wasn't she wasn't non-corporeal she was if anything, extra-corporeal. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that, um, I don't know. I'm willing to believe a lot, but I don't really think that, I don't think ghosts work that way. How do wrong. you think ghosts work? Well, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think some people can see them, and, and uh, most people can't, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't know how to like like okay, a good example in this book that I was just reading, somebody the, was talking to fuck. No. Um this is not a fiction. Um someone could argue. But not you, I'm sure. No, this book by the parapsychologist was saying in one instance, she's also clairvoyant, and she said in one instance she had two, uh three people come over for a reading and uh she said, oh, here, I'll get an extra chair. I thought there were only two of you and brings an extra chair. And then the two people were like kind of confused because they were like, what do you mean? Like, you need an extra chair? Because she saw three people enter the room when there were in fact only two. And I'm like, okay. So to the me... The funny thing about that story is that it is indistinguishable from lying. So are a lot of things, Lee. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of things are indistinguishable from lying. I don't know what to tell you. Um, anyway... Hang on. Oh no! Like, like I, I, I just think that I, I think that some people are more attuned to things than others. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck you, man! This episode is gonna be so much bullying, Kristen. <laughs> you can bully back. Yeah, I try. <laughs> I'm just better at it. Um, so uh, we get um uh, Sam's mandate for this episode, which is that uh, two days from uh, when Sam leaps in, Troy is going to drown herself in the lake. Yeah. Um, and Al would like that not to happen. Is mainly what he's here to do. And the first thing he leaps to leaps is um take her away to Vegas and fuck her blue. Fuck her blue. <laughs> I have to just say, when you say that leap, I I beat you to it this time because I know you love to say that. You're, you're referencing A Fish Called Wanda, correct? I'm referencing something. I, I, yeah, that feels right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's all. Yeah. Just want to clarify that. Yeah, dude, that's not an elite original. 
I still no, have... it's a Kevin Klein. Well, yeah. whoever I guess wrote Fish Club. Jack Mays, wasn't it? I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm assuming it was John Cage, yeah. At any rate. Also, whenever I say asshole <laughs> I love that movie so much. It's a good one. <laughs> um okay. Oh, uh, Mrs. Uh, on the on the topic of Mrs. Stoltz, um, she was basically I loved her. She was basically kind of doing a Tim Curry in Rocky Horror. I felt like like every like <laughs> just slightly less um, uh, <laughs> animated, less camp. Yeah, a little bit less though. As soon as she comes in, she's like, "I'm afraid you'll have to drive into town tomorrow." I was like, "Oh my goodness!" She nailed the like. Yeah. They're they're from her and Frankenfurter are from the exact same little town <laughs> in, in like just outside of London. Oh my gosh. Um yeah. Al had a great green outfit near the beginning. Okay. The great green outfit. The great green outfit is what it's called. Uh I don't know if you remember. The shirt was like shades of light green, lime, yellow. The vest looked like alligator skin. And um the pants were like a forest green. I'm just gonna clock that one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they also like kind of laugh when uh, somebody said like, "Oh, it's a message from the other side," or they reference the other side, and like Al and Sam are like, <laughs> "I'm like, I don't know. You're constantly receiving messages from God." And also, Al very much believes in ghosts. Yeah, He's yeah, like yeah. Terrified this entire <laughs> time. He's like, like Scooby Doo. <laughs> As I was editing our last episode, I was thinking about this. I was like. I was like, between me and Leet, which is the Al and which is the Sam? Oh, interesting. And I had a hunch that I'm Al and you're Sam. And this only cemented that <laughs> further. <laughs> Al's this Italian guy who's afraid of ghosts. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. And uh, you're a tall fellow who uh, believes in uh, concrete facts. Evidence, we call it. Sure. <laughs> Um, call it, call it what you want. Uh, the next uh, note I have is um, when Troyan wakes up that night, and um, first of all, uh, tries to flip on a light and it explodes. Uh, which again, I'm like, oh, power surges. That must be a clue. It is not a clue. Um, it could be. It could be. Because should I just say what the ending is sure, so that it. we like clock little things as we go? Okay. First of all, I called this from the beginning. I saw the brother, and I'm like, the brother's gaslighting her for, for sure. her money. Like, for sure. yeah, yeah. And Sam was like, I'll bet it's that Mrs. Stoltz. I'm like, well, no, but like, keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of there are four it. characters in this episode, so. Yeah, let's look at all of them and think about what any of them might have to gain from her going crazy or killing herself, you know? But I was like, it's the brother, obviously, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was. So as we go through this, maybe we can clock these things. So like the light, I'm like, it, it could be possible because she says, oh, got it. I got it. Because remember how later when the TV isn't working, she says he's great with electronics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. He could have done that. He could have figured just... out a way to like overcharge, you know. At that point, I was just talking it up to the storm that the power went out and there was a power surge or something like that. But either way, um, she wakes up. He could be manipulating the electronics yeah, around that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And he's got the electric, uh, the, the engineering know-how to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but she wakes up and there's like wet footprints uh, yeah. to, to up, leading up to her bed. So she lights a candle and starts 
she lights a candle and starts um, following the footprints, and they get like wetter and wetter until she's walking through just puddles of water. And they head upstairs to Julian's study that has been locked ever since his death three years ago this very night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she walks in, and there's a painting there. Mm-hmm. And she screams, and at that moment, Sam rushes and tries to find her. She screams because that painting, this is the question that I have for you. That painting that was put in his office was the very painting that she was working on when he died. Mm -hmm. And she threw into the lake after he died. Oh, yeah. So, do you think that somebody went in and got it or just (laughs) expertly recreated the painting because they keep adding elements to the painting for the rest of the episode. Well, and I suppose that artistic talent could run in the family. Like maybe he is good enough to recreate, but how would he have it my, like comment, how would he have it committed to memory? But also, if it had been in the lake for so long, or even if you took it out immediately, it wouldn't be a good painting anymore. You couldn't use that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's one of the science things that we might have to let go in this episode. I, I refuse. <laughs> you have to believe with your heart. Ugh. <laughs> I love saying things like that to you. Um, even though I don't even think that makes sense. Um... Yeah, I don't know. And the painting's constantly, like, dripping with water. Yeah, always. Which I also feel like, how could he do that? Like, even if he sneaks into the room and pours water like, all over like it? Like, moments before she walks in, he's there and drops, drops some water on it. It wouldn't leak the way it does. Yeah. And furthermore, like, he's painting it fresh, right? Like, because he's adding images he's adding to little it. elements, So yeah. if you then doused it with water... It would run. Yeah. Unless he lets it dry completely and then, like, coats it with plastic after. He's putting so much effort into this ruse. Well, he needs the money. <laughs> yeah, he keeps How much that. money is he spending to earn this money? Well, and doesn't she also say, like, I'll give you money. Like, I'll help you. Well, she says, I'll help you. Let me help you. And yeah. I assume part of that would be, like, I'll, I'll give you some of this damn dad. money. Yeah. Like, but he just wants all of it, I guess. He just wants everything she has. Yeah. Which, it's like, you're already living in this beautiful house whenever you want. I don't know. That's very Dark Shadows, though. Yeah? The brother in Dark Shadows is, like, after the riches and shit. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, so the the elements that get added are uh, um, the, a body in the lake, or what looks like a ghostly figure in the lake. And then a little bit later, uh, a body... Standing, standing in the, the doorway tomb. to the mausoleum. And then third is a female body next to the male body because he's trying to drive, trying to drown herself. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Should we just keep going? Because I, I have I mean, a few I mean, thoughts like, about each of those things, yeah, obviously. let's do it. Um, I, I've, I've kind of... Like, all my notes are like, okay, now we're in this location and exposition. Now we're in that location and exposition. So I'm, fe- I, I, I'm feeling like skipping a lot of the things. Yeah. But uh, what's, your next, what's your next point of interest? Mm, I have a 
thought that this story really doesn't have anything to do with the year that it's set in. No, they, again, they were tied into the year. They definitely, definitely wanted to set it in, like, 1920. They, oh, yeah. But the mandate of the show wouldn't let it. So they just were like, fuck it, 71. We're going to make it as Victorian as possible. But also, like, it, like I said, it did look like Dark Shadows with the turtlenecks and the, like, the nightgowns were kind of reminiscent of the costumes in there. And that would have synced up time-wise. So I feel strongly that that might be the only connection to the year is that like that popular soap opera looked like that at the time. And also movies like The Haunting, um, Robert Wise's The Haunting, I think, was that 70, 69 or 70? I don't remember. Um, uh, 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 Hell House was very aesthetically similar like the, yeah. the 70s had a lot of horror movies sure. that looked like this movie i also wonder if it there just was like a really huge earthquake in la uh, in 1971 maybe oh maybe because uh the brother does reference he sees on tv something going on in la yeah. like with the earthquake and says he wants to go and like yeah see it himself or something so perhaps little, yeah that could be it that could be it but i do think the aesthetics of like horror films with haunted houses in that period line up, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I'm just excited because this is my bailiwick, guys. So um, so I did think it was weird. She goes to the lake with um, with uh, Sam, yeah. Tim, and uh, she's looking into the water and she hears, um, like, Troy and Troy. And then she sees him in the lake for a second yeah. and faints and he catches her before she falls in. So it's like, I guess, you know, uh, what's happening in that scene is essentially um, the brother's plan coming into yes. effect. The gaslighting gas is becoming successful. Yeah, that it totally would have worked if, if Sam wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and in retrospect, I'm like, okay, there was a tape player under the dock that only she could hear because only women can pick up on certain I think, frequencies. I think what they described it like some people, mostly women, can hear like extra low frequency uh, uh, recordings or whatever. Yeah. And at first and I was like, that sounds like bullshit. But then I remember all the times that I like think the TV is way too loud and yell at my partner to turn it down and he like rolls his eyes and is like, it's not loud at all. And I'm like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe it's all true. Also, I mean, there's a thing um, of uh, young people being able to hear um, different frequencies, and then after you hit around the age of 30 or so, you start to lose certain frequencies. So I thought it would be pretty funny. So it's coming. It's coming for me soon. Oh, I'm past. I'm well past. But I thought it would be pretty funny if that was what the the game they were playing, was just like, because Sam is clearly 35 and Dr. Mintz is like a million. Uh, So... They also keep hinting, like, because Al's like, take her out of town, make out with her, cuddle up to her. And, like, and there are several points where, like, him, where Tim and uh, Troyan are growing closer. And, and I'm like, almost kiss, yeah. And I'm like, that just doesn't work for me. Yeah, like, I'm not saying not that together. a May-December romance can't happen, but, like, I saw that guy in the mirror, and I'm looking at her, and I'm looking at the corpse of her dead husband. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... I don't know. She can. I just don't see them being a couple. But I, whatever. Maybe they fall in love, and that's fine. I'm just. I don't buy that. 
Yeah, no, it's it's not if 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 like they walked into like a restaurant together, you'd be like, You must be a producer. <laughs> I'd be like I would be like, What's that creepy English professor doing with his young student? Yeah. A la, you know, star crossed. Um, but whatever. Uh different strokes. Um, for different ghosts. Different strokes for different ghosts is Didn't very Didn't I good. say that before? Did you? I said something very similar before. We were talking about how stoltz kind of sounds like ghosts. Different strokes for different strokes is ghosts. Oh my gosh. I'm going to do this so much. Okay, but and I was really happy because I thought that, you know, like Al kept saying, it's ghosts, Sam, it's ghosts. And I was like, oh my God, it really it is, is. going to be ghosts. My day has been made. Hallelujah. Um, which, yeah, like you said, both yes and no. I mean, like, yes, for sure. They, they do confirm the existence of ghosts in this episode. Oh, Mrs. Stoltz. Um, we get to a scene where, um, the brother, uh, what's his name? Remember the brother's name? No. Robert Torty. Mm-hmm. Robert Torty confronts Sam. Even though, at this point, Sam is being, like, super skeptical, and every time... They're like, oh my god, it's a ghost. He's like giving them the science explanation. He's being a good parapsychologist, honestly, because he's, he's ruling out every yeah. other option first. He's saying, no, that could have just been an earthquake. This could have just been blank. Mm-hmm. Let's not rule out this. But that, even so, even with all that, um, Robert Torty is just like, get You're the a quack. fuck out of here. Like, you think, which again, that's a clue, I guess. Exactly. Like, at the time, I thought that seems out of place because. Didn't he just tell him not to fill his sister's yeah. head with lies and false hope and all this stuff? And meanwhile, when he is doing just that and, like, telling her not to jump to conclusions, he's he's saying, get the fuck out. Yeah, which makes sense, because he wants her to think it's a ghost. Yeah. But anyway, in this scene, that's when we, we discover that he can hear Al. And, uh, mm. and that's also very weird to me, because he's having a conversation with Sam... And they're facing each other, and then Al will speak, and he'll be like, "Oh, you're you're uh, you're putting on voices." It's like, no, you just you're literally looking directly in my face. Did you think that I made that voice? Yeah. Like, he's there, there's no reason. Like, it wasn't like while Sam's back is turned or he's doing that ventriloquist, ventriloquist smile. Do you think it's possible that he just walked in on him, apparently talking to himself, and thought maybe he's what could he be doing other than throwing his voice around the house or something? Do you know what I mean? No. Because he walks in on Sam, like, angrily and loudly talking to Al. Mm-hmm. So maybe he he walked in on Dr. Mintz talking to himself, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. and assumed that what he is doing is throwing his voice. Like making ghost sounds in other places. Oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? Because like most people, when they would walk in on Sam talking to himself, are like, "What the fuck is going on? Who are you talking to? Are you like, why are you talking to yourself?" Whereas this guy was like, "I know what you're doing. You're throwing your voice and fucking my sister up." That's an interesting theory, but he does hear Al. Like he responds specifically to things that Al says. Right. And uh, and also, like, we, it becomes a plot point later that he does, in fact, hear Al. It's, oh, oh well, again, again, that's, I guess, we, we were, we had different interpretations. Yeah, that, but, but fair enough. I see your yeah. point. But either way, it doesn't really matter because he knows that he's the one 
making yeah he knows Troy and he, hear things yeah exactly so and he he doesn't actually care whether Doctor Mintz I think is on the up and up or not no he just doesn't want him around he doesn't want him to thinks. disprove him he doesn't oh, want him too. to disprove ghosts he'd like him to just get out so that he can continue driving his sister crazy yeah um. So either way, it's kind of irrelevant. I think he's just saying whatever he wants to say to get him out. Yeah, true. The earthquake in the tomb. Yeah. Um. So she sees him standing in the tomb in the painting and is yeah. like, that's where I should go. This is the second time that she's awoken and sees the painting and a new element has been added. It's the body in the doorway to the mausoleum. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's where I got to be. <laughs> It is funny. I mean, I get that she wants answers, but she's like, I, I gotta go to that tomb. It's, like, it's so bananas. I mean, I guess that's, that's not necessarily, like, it's not like the earthquake was part of Robert Tordy's plan. That's where, that's why I want to bring it up. Yeah. Because I'm confused by that. The tomb is part of his plan. And that the, what, that's one of the places where he's hidden or recording device. Yeah. And let's also talk about, though, these cassette players. Yeah. That are constantly running, I guess? Or is he pressing play and running off or and hoping she'll come right now? They're motion activated, and then every Behind time... stone. Like, every time... Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> it's hidden in a stone grave, so I feel like, yeah, yeah. Just for the listeners, I feel like it can't be motion That's a good point. And that's but also do, technology I that do. that particular tape player does not look like it has. Like, I had that tape player. Did you? Yeah, that yeah. you record and... Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. You and Macaulay Culkin. Me and my friend literally... Oh, no. That was a talk boy, which I also had. Mm-hmm. Everyone, my family was like, are you sure you don't want to talk girl? I was like, fuck no, I want to talk boy. What's the difference? Uh, talk Color? girl is like pink and purple. Yeah. And I was like, no, I want the fucking one that the guy has in the movie. Obviously <laughs> stupid. Why would I want the one that's not in the movie? And they're like, because you're a girl. I'm like, you shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, me and my friend used to go down to my basement and uh, use a Ouija board and put that particular tape recorder on record and try to pick up EVP. <laughs> Did you know them as EVP at the time? Yeah. Oh, my oh God. We, were, we were full into it. We were not that young also, I'm going to say. <laughs> this might have been 27. like... 27. This was yesterday. <laughs> no, like maybe. But yeah, I think like fourteen. I this is my theory, <laughs> is that like the the figure in the door of the mausoleum in the painting was not even specifically designed to send her there. That's just a coincidence. Yeah. But it, it's it's kind it's a no. It was designed to send her there. He wanted her to go in there because Why? because he planted the recorder like the. But that was there all the time. Yeah, but he was obviously hoping that she'd hear it. Yeah. So he wants her in there sometime, which is why I'm like, how is it just constantly running? You know, because it is. It's constantly playing. That's how Sam finds it. Yeah. So that's stupid. That's very stupid. Like, those things do not have that long life. No. Um, Unless it's like kind of just like one continuous loop of a tape. Yeah, but it was like a just a cassette. Yeah. Like a regular. Yeah. Yeah. So that's stupid. Um... But also, so she goes in there, and, like, lucky for, what's his name? Uh, Robert Torty. I keep wanting to say Tim Conti. Who's that again? That's someone. Uh, it's not. Robert Torty. Um, wouldn't he just love the fact that she went in just as the earthquake happened, and corpses fall on her, and yeah. she falls into a grave as bodies, like, 
come at her and like when she when she got back into the house and told him what had happened, he must have been like, holy shit, like what the fucking <laughs> chances? Like there is a ghost and they are on my side. Like, like she's like, she's like and so then um <laughs> like the the cement started falling down and I fell into one of the graves with uh with a a, a skeleton. Why are you high fiving yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like. Because at first she does hear the tape player because she's yeah. in there and she hears like Brian. and then the earthquake happens and all this shit happens. So like he must have been elated um, also, like, again, and disappointed yeah. that even that didn't work. The first, the very first scene, she was, uh, you know, he discovered her in the mausoleum. So we know that that's just a place that she generally goes at night sometimes. Yeah. So, again, like, that's why the, uh, the, the tape was in there running. And again, like, again, it's probably just as well to have the, the figure in the painting drive her there. But we already know that she goes there. Yeah. It probably was just all a very big stroke of luck for him, except that it didn't work. But it could have killed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam saves her and, like, drags her out of there. Awkwardly. Yeah. She's like, oh, my leg. He's like, okay. She's like, like, it's really messed up. And he's like, no, it's not broken. And then she's like, help me up. And then they they get up and she's fine. Yeah. Well, she's limping. Yeah, but then she's fine five minutes later. The way that he helps her out, just just to clarify, they're face to face, kind of kneeling on the ground. He puts his hands on either side of her ribcage and then they just stand up together like that. No, it's even weirder. Okay. It's like he puts his hands on either side of her rib cage and her arms are like behind her back. Like she's holding her hands behind her back and he then like grabs her hands and lifts her up, like holding her hands behind her back. So they're extremely close. Yeah. And it's just a way that makes no sense. I'm like, that wouldn't really support her. That would definitely wrench her arms. You would like, just do the old, put your arm over my arm. Then the next thing that shows up, I'm also going to just clock real quick. That Al has that sunglass pin again. Yeah. So this is gonna. This has got to pay off someday. This is the time that you pointed it out to me. So I finally seen the sunglasses. They yeah. are in fact real. Yeah. This is at least the third time. Yes. Yeah. Third time you've mentioned it. Yes. Anyway, go on. I was gonna say the next thing uh, uh, to appear in the painting is is her in the lake. Her, yeah, her in the lake, or just like a, a female ghostly figure in the lake. And I, Im- I imagine that's the one that Robert Torrey is like, oh, now she's definitely going to throw herself into the lake. It's such a stupid plan. It's, how could anyone possibly think this? Be like, oh my god, like, sure, this house is definitely haunted. Not going to throw myself in the lake, though. Yeah. I'm going to move. Well... I mean, I guess it's like she loved him, and she's tormented by his death, and, and, and he's preying on her already sort of fragile state. And fair enough. Like, I, I buy I buy the notion that he's gaslighting her. It's yeah. just the specific instructions to be like, drown yourself. <laughs> drown yourself. It's like, I don't know. Like, maybe just, if his plan was just, I'm, I just want to drive her so crazy that she kills herself. Yeah. That's obviously awful. Yeah. Um, but that makes more sense to me to just, like, gaslight her to the point of complete, you know, insanity. Yeah. Um, and that could work in many different ways. Like, the tomb could have done it in the earthquake. 
like, you know, but to be like, I must drive her to the lake where she will also drown herself is like, I don't know, and drop hints about it. Mm-hmm. She's like sitting in the room and she's like, Julian, tell me what you want in one of my favorite line deliveries in the episode. Um, it just, I don't know. Also, like the fact that the only thing he records is Troyan. Like that's the only text of these uh, tapes. It should, like, as you yeah. said, like, there could have definitely been, like, a drown yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, you, you know, I'm I'm or angry like, with join you. join me. Troy. Oh, join, join me is a good one. That's a good, see, that's why you're a writer. I did steal it from Evil Dead. <laughs> well, they say join us. That's a very famous Evil Dead line. they then say Google Gobble? Um, during, while, while all this is happening, uh, Sam uses science to discover uh, the 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 talk man, talk boy, yeah, uh, in the wall of the mausoleum, and then somehow intuits everything that um, you know she's got that super sensitive hearing, uh, and uh, that explains why nobody else who's around when she hears his voice can hear it. And then it's like, oh, there must be many of these scattered throughout the house, and also that's how they're hearing Al because of Science. It all lines up. Don't question it. Yeah. Uh, this. It's, oh, and it's, it also explains why why there's constantly dogs howling. Oh, right, because the dogs can also hear it even when they're fucking miles away during the day. It's just funny because it's like bright as day. It is day. It's so new, it's, it's a bright time. day. They're walking around and just hear like oh. Like like a very typical, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like those um Halloween CDs. Yeah. Basically. Very much. And again, they're like a fucking mile away, but every time the tape goes Troy and they're like, oh, I miss him too. <laughs> okay, anyway. We love Julian. <laughs> um, so we're getting to the, the, the wrap up of this episode. Uh, Sam runs up to Julian's office. Yep. Uh, to find um, Troyan because he's he's discovered the mechanism by which this gaslighting is taking place. So he looks for her. He goes up to uh, to Julian's office, and Stoltz locks the door behind him. Why? Yeah, good question. I mean, at the beginning of the episode, doesn't she say something to him like, "You're not welcome," or "We don't like." visitors or she said something like that to him could be yeah she, she, she's aggressive to him but like no more so than she is to just fucking everybody that's my point exactly though is that if she's a ghost and we are told later the ghost of the wife of the yeah. previous owner nathaniel or whatever like there's like a historian who shows up or whatever mm-hmm. um it does scan that she doesn't want anyone in the house Oh, so she just wants to live there for the rest of her own life. Yeah. That's one theory, is that she wants everybody to die or get the fuck out, so she locks the door to just cause mischief, I guess. But then also, because the thing that causes her to disappear at the end of the episode is when Sam, like, lifts the, the sheet on her dead body after she's recovered from the lake, sees that it's her, and that's when she disappears... Well, Again, that's stupid. With a smile on her face, which would indicate that that's kind of what she wanted all along, was for her body to be discovered. Yeah, as opposed to what she... Well, 
I guess she disappeared, but and the implication is that her soul leaves the house, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's just maybe it was just an indication to us that like yes, she is a ghost. She's a ghost, and, and now maybe she's, she's an still living in the house. Ghost. Yeah, maybe she's still in the house. She just disappeared from that window for our benefit. But it was stupid ghost rules, in my opinion. Um, I'm a big fan of ghost rules, and I think that they kind of broke it with her. At that point, my assumption was ah, she and the brother are like lovers. Or they're in cahoots for the money yeah. in some way. I just thought like lovers because I just thought wouldn't that be kind of cute? Um. <laughs> like this, like <laughs> red uh, sports cardigan wearing uh, gadabout, and this <laughs> Victorian Lady in the gray ghost. Victorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just thought wouldn't they make a nice pair, an unexpected pair? But no, she was just generally fucking with them I guess it was my assumption yeah. I would have liked it more if the twist was that she like the brother locks him in mm-hmm. and she lets him out Yeah, I think that would have been better writing Yeah, um, because maybe she was murdered in the lake or something and doesn't want it to happen to someone else yeah. yeah that's good if you want a ghost story you come to me um, anyway um, on a dark cold night <laughs> no I'll plug that later um, no, I was saying that's when they come to you. If they come to you on a dark, cold night ah. for a ghost story. Yeah. If it's a dark, cold night and you want a ghost story, go see Kristen. Her address is... No, stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so he confronts her at the dock. Yeah, but before Sorry, that... I didn't mean to... Right? Like, yeah, 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 shut up, Lee. No, 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 it's... That's... <laughs> it was confusing to me because... Troy is at the lake... Yes. And Al goes to her. So, you know, Gushy, Gushy tells Ziggy to send her me on, on Troyan. So he's there with her at the lake. And she looks like she's about to jump in. So then he starts to exacerbate the gaslighting by using the fact that she can hear him with the technology science. And starts going, Troyan. I want you to live. Don't die. <laughs> and, like, that's not... I mean, again, like, you're saying don't die, but at the same time, you're saying I'm a literal ghost of your dead husband. Yeah, yeah, you're He's... right. I have been here the whole time talking to you. <laughs> uh, that's when, that's when um, Robert Tordy shows up and starts just vaguely explaining his plan all along. Which is strange because, well, I guess it wouldn't have worked because Al is subverting it at this moment, but it's like, she is standing, it, to his eyes, she is standing at the dock looking into the water. Yeah. So it's like, she might just do it. Yeah. So why are you interrupting? Your tape player is right under the dock. So, like, in his mind, it should be working its magic. Yeah. So why does he come in to be like, you got me? <laughs> like, and it's like, fully, like, like, these are the reasons I did it. Also, Gambling like, just bets. push her. Just push her, then. Just push her. Like, no one's here. Yeah, he's like, it, 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 it was very dumb. Because, yeah, he's like, you got me. I'm gambling debt, and I've, I've been doing it the whole time. And he also does this thing where so he's just like, just kill yourself. Yeah, just jump in, or will I have to do it myself? It's just like, well, now she's definitely not going, going to. going to, 100%. Because you've just said, like, you're not crazy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, He's also got this weird thing. He's like, I know the difference between right and wrong. I just decide to do wrong. Yeah. And then she, he's goes like, like, but I... she goes like, you're crazy. He's like, not really. <laughs> just evil. <laughs> and like, 
and she's saying like this is where she says let me help you he's like nah i just want everything and i want you like either way i want you to die like he's awful and he's like i don't want to kill you but i guess i'm gonna have to just do it because you won't do it yourself I just found it a very weird dichotomy for this person to be like, I know the difference between right and wrong, and I choose wrong, but I don't really want to kill you, but I guess I will. But also, like, I've had this elaborate three-year-long plan yeah, to make this happen, but, like, mm, like what is it, like, June 15th? Let's speed, it, let's like speed it up is, now, guys. Also, is the implication <laughs> that he killed Julian? I, I, I wonder, and I think so. Hmm. I could be wrong. Oh, but she was painting Julian in a boat. Yeah. So she would have seen, right? It's weird. Like, the circumstances and, and, around Julian's death were a little weird, too. So he was in the boat, and she says, like, usually he he's good to last for, like, half an hour, but he got bored right away, and then the boat tipped over. And I'm like, okay, so he was acting unusual, and also, like, something suspicious happened. And also, also, that she says he was a really good swimmer, but then he never surfaced. So it definitely seems suspicious. Yeah. But at no point is he ever like, and that's why I killed your husband. Yeah. And this is how I did it. I feel like it was a loose end. And she can't swim, right? Like, I feel like that had to... Something I brought like it up because yeah. I, I'm like, I, I feel like that was dropped. And it would only make sense because otherwise... Like, the the lake is extremely still. Yeah. So if she just jumped into the lake, like, unless she can't swim, she's going to be fine. Yeah. So. They also, like, there's this thing, like, it's, like, they say, like, oh, this this lake is so deep. It's, like, it's near freezing at the bottom. And it's, like, oh, it's. It's, a, it's the middle of summer. It's the middle of summer. And they're at the dock. It's not, like, deep. It's also, like, I'm pretty sure you can see the other side of the lake. Yeah. So I'm, like, how deep can it. Possibly it's the hell mouth. <laughs> the other thing is, is yeah, and they explain this because uh, corpses surface later. We'll come back to that. But, um, and they're like, oh, they're so well preserved. I'm like, you could explain that by them, like if it was a marsh. Like, that happens all the time, I think. Maybe not all the time, but that like marshes or yeah. mud and clay kind of can mummified. preserve yeah. corpses fairly well. So, I don't know. Um this whole it's near freezing at the bottom is kind of stupid. Yeah, it's very stupid. But There's something stupid. actually really cute here that's happening, is that when, when um, Robert Tordy starts actually picking up Troyan and starts like making to like throw her in, and Al suddenly realizes that he can't uh, save her, he does this cue, he goes, Gushy, center me on Al! And then he just uh, just pops over like, three feet because Sam is running down the dock right behind him. That's really cute. Did you see that? Center me. Center me on Sam. So you know how, how he'll be like, center me on blank, center me on yeah, Troy, center me on yeah. blank. And so he was going to go get Sam to tell Sam what was happening. Oh, I see, because Sam was right there. Sa- and, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Sam yeah. was like running down the dock at that exact moment because he also he jumped out the window of the study. Yeah, we didn't really see how that turned out, but I guess it turned out well. He was um, able to run. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's uh, it was sort of a sort of a messy wrap up, but yeah, he grabs her and is going to throw her in, and she does get thrown in, and then like two seconds later, Sam is about to jump in, and Al goes, "She's ten feet out and eight feet down." I'm like, "How is she eight feet down already?" Yeah. Like, 
And she strapped something to her feet that's, like, dragging her down. Like, no. So the drowning sequence didn't really make sense. Yeah. Anything to do with the lake and drowning in this episode... In fact, most things didn't make sense in yeah. this episode. So, but, I was mentioning uh, there was another earthquake in this scene, or an aftershock. Because oh, yeah, then yeah. after Sam rescues her and pulls her out of the lake, all these other bodies start rising up of all the previous family members, including Julian, who have drowned in the lake before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is super gross and terrifying. The idea of, ugh, for me, the idea of drowning in a in a marshy lake with corpses around it. Ugh. It scares me, but I also love it. Like, um, Lord of the Rings, the Dead Marshes. Have love done, it. Have you done an episode about that? Have we done an episode about the Dead Marshes in the Lord of the Rings? No, no. have you done an episode about just drowning, oh. drowning in a marshy lake? You did the well. I did a, I did a swamp. Did you do a swamp? I don't remember the swamp. A drift. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's not really drowning involved in it. Well, there is, but not yeah. explicitly. Um, anyway, yeah, dead marshes creep me out. And I love it. Um, yeah. So, um, she's rescued. Cops show up along with historian woman? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, unless she serves a purpose. Um, <laughs> unless she's like the, what do you call it, like forensic. What if she's another ghost? Yeah. I was going to say, maybe she's like the clairvoyant that the cops hire, mm. you know? Yeah. And she just goes with them everywhere. And I mean, you just get, um, for some reason, just so many shots of, of Julian's frozen corpse. So, so many. He's very blue. Yeah, but you could tell he was a good-looking man. He was a good-looking man. Like, <laughs> he was blue and he had mud on him, but, like, his hair was all flicked back. He had, like, a strong jaw. I'm like, oh, Julian. Julian will do. <laughs> um, um, also, uh, really stupid. Like, my least favorite part, it just infuriated me. The cop is like, sorry, we couldn't find your brother in the lake. He must have drowned. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. he did he jump in to save you? And she's like, she thinks about it and is like, yes. Why? I know. Because I'm like, okay, I understand that maybe you're like, I'm going to lie to myself and the world and pretend he was a good brother who tried to save me, not tried to kill me. And I'm like, okay, but if he's not dead <laughs> and you go to the police and you say he's trying to kill me again, they're going to be like, what do you mean? Like, you mm-hmm. have to tell the yeah. truth. Like, for what reason is she protecting him? When he was, like, specifically earlier, like, I'm evil and I'm going to kill you. Why are you now protecting him? Well, I think it, it was just like, oh, isn't that just such a nice, sad thing for her to do? To just, like, mm, so I'm noble. just going to, you know, like, let's just pretend he was a good guy. And it's like, yeah, but so many things. If they dig up the body, like, if the body does surface and they're like, there's signs of a struggle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you try to kill he him? definitely looks like he was fucking uh, shoulder checked into the lake. Yeah. Like, high velocity. Just Troyan. Troyan, be better. That annoyed me. Um, yeah, and then you have to identify your husband. There yeah. he is, like, looking hey, like yeah, a dreamboat, look like a blue dreamboat. <laughs> we we recognize that you just drowned, and these bodies uh, came up. I'm gonna need you right <laughs> under your nose, and that now this is neither the time for the place for it. But could you just real quick just identify the body of your brother? <laughs> Uh, husband. Husband, that's what I said. And she's like, yeah, man, that makes sense. She just kind of looks and is like, yes. 
like, I don't know, man, you've been gaslit for like three years since yeah. his death. You've thought that he's been here in spirit, like talking to you. And maybe he has been like, <laughs> but like to then be faced with his face, like, yeah, I, you gotta have a bit of a, that is what emotional is experience. For. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, at this point, um, they drop, oh, my housekeeper, Mrs. Stoltz, will blah, 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 blah. This was like, Stoltz, you say? <laughs> I recall that the Nathaniel Claridge's wife was also a Stoltz. Like, and she was a Mennonite and wore a weird gray dress. <laughs> Sam goes over, unveils her. <gasps> She's there. She's a corpse. It's Mrs. Stoltz. And then the ghost of Mrs. Stoltz in the window disappears, as we said. In a stupid, stupid <laughs> moment of, guess what, though? There are real ghosts in this episode. I'm like, I almost wish that there, that there weren't. Like, this is the first time in your life you've been like, ghost. I wish there weren't any ghosts in this. <laughs> first time ever. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed like... You know what would make this episode better? Fewer ghosts. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, like, I just... It, it, yeah, the only thing that they're like, but this was a ghost story. Heck, yeah. quantum leap. My problem with it is simply that unless every single episode from now on is about ghosts, this was all for naught. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like Sam now has like absolute positive proof that ghosts are real. Is this going to change anything about the show Quantum Leap or the character of Sam Beckett? It will not. Except that he's seen a ghost and he knows that now. But uh, next episode, it will not have happened. Like, I don't know. Maybe next time there's a ghost involved and he's like, it's not a ghost because there's no such thing as ghost. Al will be like, wait a second. Don't you remember the ghost? Hey, 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 <laughs> the Stoltz hey, ghost? Hey, 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 hey. Do you remember the reason the reason that the, the the wife and butler drowned? Because they were having an affair together, and when they came back up out of the water, they were blue. <laughs> Kristen. 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 No, I don't want it. I don't want it. Kristen. I don't want it. He fucked her blue. I can't believe you did it. <laughs> All these blue, blue corpses in the lake. Oh. So, can I also just point out yes. before we wrap up? Um, Sam makes a comment about, like, oh, I guess you didn't see that cute blonde over there while they're in the, while they're in the maus mausoleum or tomb or whatever we call it. And there's a and skeleton wearing a blonde wig. Here's the funny part. Al is like, what blonde, what, where? And like turns around as if there's been a blonde in here that he just, like a hot lady he just hasn't noticed. who's just standing in the, in the tomb. I'm like, first of all, why would there be just like some blonde lady like you? <laughs> He's like, what about blonde wear? And he turns and he sees a skeleton with a blonde wig. And he's like, oh, very funny. I am not into necrophilia. And Sam says, 
oh, good. Like, it's good to know that there's at least one sexual thing you're not into. I'm like, ew, 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 ew. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are so many other bad Ilias that... <laughs> yeah. Or Philias. That's that... what we know. Like, we've, I think, we've, we've had some gay panic from Al before. So we know among... We know he's, he's not, not into, into everything. dudes, which yeah. is like a big subset of what sex can be about. Yeah. That's a weird way to say that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah. He's not into There's an everything. entire half of the population that uh, Al wouldn't fuck. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was just kind of mean-spirited of Sam, I think. Yeah. And, uh... uh it was a weird moment. It was a very I just weird. Realized we hadn't addressed yeah. that wonderful sequence. I have sequence. one one last question for you. Uh-huh. Two last questions for you. Okay. So, Sam didn't leap after having saved Troyan. Yeah. Sam leapt after he looked at the face of the dead Stoltz. Stoltz body, and then Stoltz's ghost disappeared, and that's when Sam leapt. So. Was it that he had to release her? He needed to just look at the face of that corpse. Maybe he needed um, Troyan to know that Stoltz wasn't actually the housekeeper and she was a ghost. Because she was actually like 45 minutes away from killing her himself. If Robert Clorty hadn't beaten beaten her to it, she would have been right behind. Yeah, maybe it just had to be like Troyan needs to know that this is not someone you should trust. Because she's a ghost. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Follow-up question. Yeah. Mrs. Stoltz is Dixie of the Week. Yes. Yes. Because she was very silly. Yes. Yes. She did a good job. She was, like, right out of, um... Uh... Have you, have you seen The Haunting? The Robert Weiss film based on the Haunting Hill House? Uh, no, probably not. It's excellent. Is it better? It's than maybe the my favorite series? horror movie. I haven't actually watched the Netflix series because The Haunting of Hill House is like my favorite novel, one of my favorite novels after Wuthering Heights. Um, also a ghost story. So I love the book and I love the film. Um, so I'm kind of hesitant to watch the show, even though everyone tells me like it's great. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. Okay. I'm not that into ghost stuff. Yeah, but. This movie is, like, a classic. Like, every haunted house movie, I think, after it, you know. But anyway, there's a housekeeper in it Mm -hmm. who is very, like, like she she kind of repeats the same thing over and over again. Like, says, like, creepy, ominous things. She's not like Mrs. Stoltz, but it is very similar to that. Um, Why did I bring that up? I don't know. So, I I guess I like that, that she seemed like, you know, an echo of, of, you know, creepy classic housekeepers mm-hmm. in books. I'm the only other option. Like, we agree that, that Deborah Pratt wasn't the best. I don't think Robert Torty deserves the Dixie status. No. And we just, the only other characters we have are the cop and the... Can Julian's corpse be the Dixie of the week? No. he was just as charming. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not into necrophilia, but that was a handsome corpse. <laughs> Sorry. What was that horrible thing? You can cut that out. No. He wasn't really a corpse. It was a TV corpse. <laughs> it was blue and muddy. <laughs> cut it out if you want. No, I'm not going to. It was very funny. Listen, though, like, 
he was glamorized. <laughs> like, he wasn't, like, a real corpse. He was like if you took a model and painted him blue and slapped some mud on him. Like, that's what that guy looked like. <laughs> no? You don't think so? I mean, it didn't stand out to me. Oh. Like, when you said, oh, that's a handsome corpse, I was kind of <laughs> like, sure, but I didn't... <laughs> Like, I, mean, I wasn't into it or anything. Like, it's not like I had I, dreams about warming him up and taking him back <laughs> home and, and just suddenly coming back to life, but only kind of half-life. And then we smooch a little bit. And then, um, you know, we, we take things to the next level. But, uh, well, well, Keep going. But then, but then while going, we're fucking, he starts, while we're fucking, he starts going, brain. No, no, no. It's got to be nice. Well, I'm saying it's not what at all what popped into my head when I saw that corpse. I think it's I think you're the weird one. I don't want that to happen. I want him to like come back to life, and be human again. A <laughs> like, blue human, a blue one. A member of the Blumen Group. <laughs> you have to get a haircut. I he's surprisingly good looking. <laughs> okay, I think we know what the screen grab. You're gonna need to. Uh, take from this episode for social media and we'll get uh folks if you're watching this episode or if you happen to find a picture of this blue corpse tweet at us at Kristen leet let us know whether you would give it up to this corpse i have to say though i don't know why maybe it's just where i am today Maybe it's the intermittent fasting. <laughs> Maybe it's because your partner's out of town. Maybe I'm just starved for companionship. <laughs> like, the whole episode, she's like, he's like, Troyan, Troyan. And I'm like, I wonder what he looks like. <laughs> and she's like, Julian, I miss him so much. I'm like, show us Julian. I was like so excited. Show us And the then course. they showed him and show I was like, all the off was so good. I was not disappointed. <laughs> Fuck that corpse. I'm like, yeah, where's bring back Julian? I miss him too. Oh, oh man. Wrong ghost, am I right? <laughs> oh, Mrs. Stoltz is a beautiful woman. I was into Mrs. Stoltz. Right? Okay, so you like Mrs. Stoltz and I'm okay with Julian. Yeah. We we could each have our ghost. <laughs> well, no, yours isn't a ghost. Yours famously not a ghost, only a corpse. <laughs> hey, I have a question. How come of the three people who drowned in that lake, only one of them became a ghost? Maybe she, like, she had a tie to the house, like, and her spirit was restless and slightly evil, which makes sense. Um, whereas Julian was, like, a good guy who just, like, went into the light. So we're going by ghost rules. Ghost rules. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It was um, it, okay. In my head, for a second when I said it, I I thought it was Goof Troop, but it is not. It is in fact Darktales. Oh. Let's think of the Bill Nye theme when he's like science rules, <laughs> except it's like ghosts rule. Um. So listen to the Pitch Off Project, my uh fun movie pitching and improv podcast. You could listen to my podcast on a dark cold night. <laughs> It's a bedtime ghost story podcast. It's relaxing and spooky. 
Um, and my um, musical comedy duo, Sex Cult, will be in the London Fringe Festival from uh, May 31st to uh, the 10th or so. And then also Hamilton later and Sault Ste. Marie later in the summer. So please check those out. I didn't know about the Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. Is that news? No, no that's, that's old news. Oh. I'm excited. So um, our teaser for next week was a rehash of uh, the Kamikaze Kid, which they do occasionally when they don't know what order they're going to release in or if they don't have the episode shot or something like that. And every time it happens, I'm like shocked. I'm like, what do you mean it's Kamikaze Kid again? And Lee has to remind me that it's just a placeholder, which I feel so stupid every time I let that happen. But what's the next one called? The next episode is called Animal Frat. So no, no uh, illusions there. Yeah, I, I, I understand. It's it's going to be Animal House, but... And Sam leaps into October 19, 1967. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a summary there that I'm reading, so I guess I already kind of know what's going on, unfortunately. But I'll make up one. Uh, he meets... I haven't actually seen Animal House, except that I know that Tom Hulse is in it, and I love Tom Hulse. So I'm going to say that he meets Tom Hulse and convinces him to play Mozart one day. And it's, it's going to be great. <laughs> that is not a serious guess. Of course it isn't. I just saw the summary for the real one, so I came up with a stupid Kristen one. Okay, uh, he goes to um, a frat house, uh, and this is in 67, yeah. so he meets a young Julian, Claridge, when he's alive, before he dies, yeah. and uh, he convinces him... Because we know him, he dies in 68. Yeah, and, and he convinces him not to go live at that place and do all that stuff and instead to <laughs> wait time for travel a young and Kristen. find Kristen <laughs> and not die. And not find it weird when she says uh, to smear himself with blue paint. <laughs> Can I just try something? I just go up to him. No, no. Have you considered just like lying really, really still in a very cold room? <laughs> No, it's not the corpsiness that I like. What, what did Although... you like? <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. What was that although going to be? What was that? Oh, sometimes, like, ghosts are kind of cute. Corpses corpse are ghosts. Is not... No, I know. I'm. That's what I'm saying, is I don't like corpses. Ghosts. <laughs> what about Draculas? Yep. You're into Draculas? Yep. What about Frankensteins? Mm, only Vincent Perez's Frankenstein. Hold on. Look him, look him up. Dean Koontz's Frankenstein, starring Vincent Perez and Parker Posey. Read the book, saw the movie. I'm sorry, Dean Koontz's Frankenstein? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vincent Not Perez. the best books, but I read them. Oh, yeah, he's a sexy Frankenstein. Let me see. I don't remember what... Is that not? Yeah, that is. Yeah, that one picture threw me off. But yeah. Oh, whatever happened to Vincent Perez? Oh, what about God. um? What about Robert De Niro Frankenstein? Not sexy. You want me to um <laughs> rank the sexy Frankenstein's? <laughs> uh, Aaron Eckert's up there. He's kind of a sexy Frankenstein. Was he a sexy Frankenstein? Oh yeah, in the movie I Frankenstein. Oh, in I Frankenstein. That's right. Terrible film. Sexy Frankenstein. <laughs> What about, is there one in, uh, like, Penny Dreadful or something like that? Is there a Frankenstein? Yeah! Sexy. 
Is that a fra- sexy Frankenstein? Yeah. Um, love that actor. Uh, Rory McCrorin. <laughs> Rory McCrorin? <That's laughs> no, no, no. Something like that. Hang on. It's more, his character's so brooding and, like, so sad. Like, he's kind of like an emo Frankenstein. It's not that he's, like, super hunky, but he's, like, he, when you watch him, he's kind of hunky. You don't think Karloff was a sexy Frankenstein? No. Keep going. Don't want Karloff. Um, I, I can't think of any other Frankensteins. Um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch slash. Oh yeah, in the play. Uh, uh other, other other Sherlock. Guy. What's his name? Yeah, the Sherlock's yeah. as Frankenstein. Um, I think for sure they should have named uh, Elementary instead of calling it Elementary. They should have called it Holmes just because. <laughs> dot 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 Holmes. <laughs> Uh, guys, I don't, I'm, I, I'm not into corpses. You get that it's kind of a joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's I can't hear it. We'll be no. back on next week. With no, I Thank you.